0: the history of aspirin, also known as acetyl acid or ASA, and the medical use of it and related substances stretches back to antiquity, though pure ASA has only been manufactured and marketed since 1899. Medicines made from willow and other salicylate-rich plants appear in clay tablets from ancient Sumer as well as the Ebers papyrus from ancient Egypt. Hippocrates referred to their use of salicylic D to reduce fevers around 400 BC, and were part of the pharmacopoeia of Western medicine in classical antiquity and the Middle Ages. Willow bark extract became recognized for its specific effects on fever, pain and inflammation in the mid-18th century. By the 19th century pharmacists were experimenting with and prescribing a variety of chemicals related to salicylic acid the active component of willow extract in 1853 chemist Charles Frederick Gerhardt treated acetyl chloride with sodium salicylate to produce acetyl salicylic acid for the first time in the second half of the 19th century other academic chemists established the compound's chemical structure and devised more efficient methods of synthesis. In 1897, scientists at the drug and dye firm Bayer began investigating acetyl salicylic acid as a less irritating replacement for standard common salicylate medicines, and identified a new way to synthesize it. By 1899, Bayer had dubbed this drug aspirin and was selling it around the world. The word aspirin was Bayer's brand name, rather than the generic name of the drug, however, Bayer's rights to the trademark were lost or sold in many countries. Aspirin's popularity grew over the first half of the twentieth century, leading to fierce competition with the proliferation of aspirin brands and products. Aspirin's popularity declined after the development of acetaminophen, paracetamol in 1956, and ibuprofen in 1962. In the 1960s and 1970s. John Vane, and others discovered the basic mechanism of aspirin's effects, while clinical trials and other studies from the 1960s to the 1980s established aspirin's efficacy as an anti-clotting agent that reduces the risk of clotting diseases. Aspirin cells revived considerably in the last decades of the 20th century, and remained strong in the 21st with widespread use as a preventive treatment for heart attacks and strokes. Medicines derived from willow trees and other salicylate-rich plants have been part of pharmacopoeias, at least dating back to ancient Sumer, the Ebers papyrus, an Egyptian medical text from 1543 BC, mentions use of willow and myrtle, another salicylate-rich plant, to treat fever and pain. Willow bark preparations became a standard Part of the materia medica of Western medicine, beginning at least with the Greek physician Hippocrates in the 5th century BC, he recommended chewing on willow bark to relieve pain or fever, and drinking tea made from it to relieve pain during childbirth. The Roman encyclopedist Celsus, in his De Medicina of 30 AD, suggested willow leaf extract to treat the four signs of inflammation redness, heat, swelling, and pain. Willow treatments also appeared in Dioscorides' Domateria Medica, and Pliny the Elder's National History. By the time of Galen, willow was commonly used throughout the Roman and Arab worlds as a small part of a large, growing botanical pharmacopoeia. The name aspirin was derived from the name of the chemical ASA In German, spursor, salicylic acid, was named for the meadow sweet plant. Spiri ulmeria, from which it could be derived. Aspirin took A for the acetylation, spur from spursor, and added in as a typical drug name ending to make it easy to say. In the final round of naming proposals that circulated through Bayer, it came down to aspirin and aspirin. Aspirin, they feared, might remind customers of aspiration, but Arthur Eichenrun argued that EU, meaning good, was inappropriate because it usually indicated an improvement over an earlier version of a similar drug. Since the substance itself was already known, Bayer intended to use the new name to establish their drug as something new, in January 1899 they settled on aspirin. In 3000-1500 BC, willow is used as a medicine by ancient civilizations like the Sumerians and Egyptians. The Ebers Papyrus, an ancient Egyptian medical text, refers to willow as an anti-inflammatory or pain reliever for non-specific aches and pains. In Greece, Hippocrates administers willow leaf tea, which contains the natural compound from which aspirin is derived, to women to ease the pain of childbirth. In 1763 the Royal Society publishes a report detailing five years of experiments on the use of dried, powdered willow bark in curing fevers. Submitted by Edward Stone, a vicar in Chipping Norton, Oxfordshire. In 1828 Joseph Buckner, professor of pharmacy at Munich University, Germany, succeeds in extracting the active ingredient from willow, producing bitter, tasting yellow crystals that he names salicin. In 1830 salicin is also found in the meadow sweet flower by swiss pharmacist Johann pagenstker and later by german researcher karl jacob Loig. chemical structure of salicylic acid determined by charles frederick gerhardt in 1853 french chemist charles frederick gerhardt determines the chemical structure of salicylic acid and chemically synthesizes acetylsalicylic salicylic acid in 1876 the first igorous Clinical trial of salicin finds that it induces remission of fever and joint inflammation in patients with rheumatism. Lancet 1876 study. In 1897, while working for pharmaceutical company Bayer, German chemist Felix Hoffmann, possibly under the direction of colleague Arthur e. Run, finds that adding an acetyl group to salicylic acid reduces its irritant properties. In Bayer patents the process Bayer Pharmaceuticals was the first to produce the aspirin tablet in 1899 acetylsalicylic acid is named aspirin by Bayer the letter a stands for acetyl spur is derived from the plant known as Spiraea ulmeria, meadowsweet which yields salicin and in was a common suffix used for drugs at the time of the first stable synthesis of acetylsalicylic acid In 1950 aspirin enters the Guinness World Records for being the most frequently sold painkiller. John Robert Vane, Professor of Pharmacology at the University of London, publishes research describing aspirin's mechanism of action. In 1971 John Vane, Professor of Pharmacology at the University of London, publishes research describing aspirin's mechanism of action dose-dependent inhibition of prostaglandin synthesis, nature new biology. 1971 study. He later wins a Nobel Prize, 1982, for this work, along with Bengt Samuelson and Sundberg Strom. In 1974 data from the first randomized controlled trial of aspirin in the secondary prevention of death from heart. Attacks show a reduction in total mortality of 12% at 6 months and 25% at 12 months, but the results are statistically inconclusive. BMJ 1974 study. In 1991 1993, results from the CPS, Cancer Prevention Study 2, a large U.S. prospective cohort study, confirmed the cancer benefits of aspirincine in smaller observational studies. NEGM 1991 study and Cancer Research 1993 study. Patients who have suffered from an ischemic stroke show that aspirin produces net benefits. In 1997, results from the CAST, Chinese Acute Stroke Trial, study of early aspirin use in 20,000 patients with acute ischemic stroke show that aspirin started early in hospital produces a small but definite net benefit. Lancet 1997 study. In 1998, results from the HOT, Hypertension Optimal Treatment, trial show that aspirin significantly reduces major cardiovascular events in hypertensive patients, with the greatest benefits seen in preventing heart attacks. The incidence of non fatal major bleeds was twice as common, Lancet 1998 study. In 2005, results from WHS. Women's Health Study, a large, primary prevention trial among women, suggests that aspirin lowers the risk of stroke without affecting the risk of heart attack or death from cardiovascular causes, Nujm. 2005 Study. The WHS was conducted by investigators from Harvard Medical School. In 2009 a meta-analysis by the ATT, Antithrombotic Trialists collaboration suggests that aspirin has substantial overall benefit in secondary prevention but in primary prevention aspirin is of uncertain net value as the reduction in inclusive events needs to be weighed against any increase in major bleeds lancet 2009 study in 2011 a meta-analysis of eight clinical trials finds that after five years of follow-up trial participants who took aspirin daily for a mean of 4 years have a 44% reduced risk of dying from cancer compared with participants who took a placebo, Lancet 2011. Study Women's Health Study, WHS, conducted by investigators from Harvard Medical School, suggests aspirin lowers the risk of stroke in 2013. Follow-up Results of the WHS confirmed that long-term use of alternate-day low-dose aspirin results in a 42% reduction in colorectal cancer incidence, with benefits starting to appear after 10 years. The results also show increased risk of gastrointestinal bleeding and peptic ulcers, Annals of Internal Medicine 2013 study. In 2014 a meta-analysis suggests that long-term prophylactic use of Aspirin has a favorable benefit-harm profile and leads to a dramatic reduction in the incidence of bowel, stomach and esophageal cancer, annals of oncology, online August 2014. and 2015 results expected from the arrive aspirin to reduce risk of initial vascular events, study. Aspirin in reducing events in the elderly, study could determine the potential benefits of aspirin in patients older than 70 years. In 2018 results expected from the Aspirin in reducing events in the elderly, study to determine whether the potential benefits of low-dose aspirin outweigh the risks in healthy people older than 70 years of age. According to the theory concerning the origin of the name aspirin, it comes from the combination of acetyl, the Latin spirea, the genus of plants to which sweet belongs and which also contains salicylic aldehyde, a precursor to salicylic acid, in German salicylic acid is and N, which was a common ending for drug names at the time. Although the company name Bayer has long been associated with aspirin, after World War I, Bayer lost the sole right to use the name aspirin. It was acquired in 1919 by Sterling Incorporated for the then unheard-of price of $3 million, along with Bayer's U.S. drug properties. Eventually Bayer reacquired the trademark from Smith-Kline Beachum as part of a wider deal, for the price of $1 billion. The first tablet form of aspirin appeared in 1900, creating an ease of use that quickly expanded the drug's recognition among professionals. Medical Reports Highlighted the benefits of aspirin, and its popularity reflected the already significant use of salicylic compounds, coupled with the fact that this new drug was considerably safer and comparably less toxic. In 1915, aspirin became available to the public without a prescription, making it arguably the first modern, synthetic, over the counter, mass market medicine and a household name around the world. Aspirin represents one of humankind's oldest pharmaceutical agents and continues to be a mainstay therapy for a variety of indications. Like all drugs, aspirin can be toxic at high doses, greater than 150 mg per kilogram body weight, but the benefits of aspirin clearly outweigh the risks. We might consider aspirin a true wonder drug, as it has been shown to be Useful in the treatment of a variety of conditions beyond fever and pain. Including prevention of coronary artery disease, heart attack, and stroke. Recent studies suggest that aspirin may also limit the rate of growth in the occurrence of certain types of cancer, including prostate, colon, pancreatic, and lung cancer. While new drugs will continue to treat these and other diseases. Aspirin will always hold a significant place in the history of pharmaceutical agents. A daily dose of aspirin is thought to help ward off heart disease, and some studies have suggested it helps in the fight against cancer. But now, a new study has revealed the painkiller could also help ward off neurodegenerative diseases, including Alzheimer's, Parkinson's and Huntington's. A component in the drug binds to an enzyme called GAPT, which is thought to play a role in the conditions. Researchers at the boyce Thompson Institute and Johns Hopkins University discovered that salicylic acid, the primary breakdown product of aspirin, binds to GAPT. Salicylic acid in aspirin binds to an enzyme called GAPT stops enzyme from entering the nucleus of cell where it can cause death Parkinson's drug. Depronil, blocks GAPT acts in the same way. Experts say discovery raises hopes for treatments for neurodegenerative conditions including Alzheimer's, Parkinson's and Huntingdon's. In the new study, the researchers performed high throughput screens to identify proteins in the human body that bind to salicylic acid. GAPT is a central enzyme in glucose metabolism but plays additional roles in the cell. Under oxidative stress and excessive free radicals and other reactive compounds GAPT is modified and then enters the nucleus of neurons, where it enhances protein turnover, leading to cell death. The Parkinson's drug, deprenil, blocks GAPT's entry into the nucleus and the resulting cell death. The researchers also discovered that salicylic acid is effective at stopping GAP from moving into the nucleus, thus preventing the cell from dying. Quother, professor of neuroscience at Johns Hopkins Solomon Snyder, said, the enzyme GAP, long thought to function solely in glucose metabolism, is now known to participate in intracellular signaling. Researchers have found that aspirin may help pulverize an enzyme linked to neurodegenerative conditions like alzheimers parkinsons and huntingtons diseases suggesting that taking the common drug may help reduce americans disease risk in the research published this week in the journal blows 1 study authors at johns hopkins university and boyce thompson institute discovered that salicylic acid a byproduct of aspirin binds to the enzyme gap glyceraldehyde-3-phosphate dehydrogenase, preventing it from moving into a cell's nucleus where it would cause cell death. During oxidative stress, Gapt is affected then enters the nucleus of neurons where it affects protein turnover and leads to cell death, causing neurodegenerative loss. The anti-Parkinson's drug Deprenil already demonstrates Gapt's ability to prevent entry into the nucleus and the corresponding cell death, according to a news release. The new study establishes that GAPT is a target for salicylate drugs related to aspirin and hence may be relevant to the therapeutic actions of such drugs, Quather. Solomon Snyder, professor of neuroscience at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, said in the release. Snyder, along with senior author Daniel Klesig. A professor at Boyce Thompson Institute and Cornell University, used high-throughput screens to find proteins in the human body that bind to salicylic acid. GAP primarily plays a role in glucose metabolism, but it also helps regulate plants' immune systems. Past research suggests several targets in plants are affected by salicylic acid and that many are translatable to humans. According to the release in the current study, scientists also observed that a natural derivative of salicylic acid from the Chinese medicular licorice and a lab synthesized derivative bind to GAPT more effectively than salicylic acid. A new study has discovered that a compound used in aspirin binds to the enzyme gap to halt the accumulative cell death that occurs in a range of neurodegenerative diseases including Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and Huntington's diseases. The news comes just months after the same team discovered that the multitasking aspirin ingredient salicylic acid targets a protein-coding gene called HMGB1 that's associated with a range of diseases such as arthritis, lupus, sepsis, and different types of cancer. In other words, The world's hardest working painkiller now offers up the potential for all kinds of new treatments that address the worst effects of inflammation and oxidative stress. A better understanding of how salicylic acid and its derivatives regulate the activities of GAPT and HMGB1, coupled with the discovery of much more potent synthetic and natural derivatives of salicylic acid provide great promise for the development of new and better salicylic acid-based treatments of a wide variety of prevalent, devastating diseases, said lead researcher Daniel Klesig from Cornell University. GAP Glyceraldehyde-3-phosphate dehydrogenase, is primarily responsible for regulating how the body metabolizes glucose, but Klesig and his team discovered that it also appears to play a number of different roles within the cell. Klesig has spent years observing how salicylic acid the primary breakdown product of aspirin regulates immune systems in plants, but decided to test it out on a bunch of human proteins to see which ones would respond. The researchers discovered that when neurons in the brain experience oxidative stress when the balance between the production of reactive oxygen species free radicals, and antioxidant defenses is thrown out of whack GAPT moves into the nucleus to increase protein turnover, and this then leads to cell death. But when they tested the effects of salicylic acid on GAPT, they watched as the two became bound together. This meant GAPT could no longer pass into the nucleus of brain's neurons. The enzyme gapt, long thought to function solely in glucose metabolism, is now known to participate in intracellular signaling, said one of the team, Solomon Snyder from Johns Hopkins University. The new study establishes that gapt is a target for salicylate drugs related to aspirin, and hence may be relevant to the therapeutic actions of such drugs. The team is now continuing their Investigation into the potential of salicylic acid as a wide-ranging treatment Option. They say a derivative of salicylic acid that can be extracted from a variety of Chinese licorice plant and a synthetic version both appear to bind more tightly to gap than the pure version, so that's where they're going to be focusing their future research efforts. Saliva test may predict 6-year Alzheimer's risk Study finds resveratrol may reduce Alzheimer's biomarker. Study suggests. An aspirin a day for years may keep colon cancer away. A better understanding of how salicylic acid and its derivatives regulate the. Activities of GAPT and HMGB1, coupled with the discovery of much more potent. Synthetic and national derivatives of salicylic acid, provide great promise for. The development of new and better salicylic acid-based treatments of a wide variety of prevalent, devastating diseases, Klesig said in the release. Can any vitamins or dietary supplements protect the brain from Alzheimer's? Disease and cognitive decline? One area of research focuses on antioxidants. National substances that appear to fight damage caused by molecules called free radicals. Other studies are looking at a compound called resveridrol. As a person ages, free radicals can build up in nerve cells, causing damage that might contribute to Alzheimer's. Some epidemiological and laboratory studies suggest that antioxidants from food or dietary supplements help prevent this oxidative damage and lower the risk of Alzheimer's disease, but other studies have shown no effect. Vitamin E vitamin C, B vitamins, ginkgo biloba, and coenzyme Q have all been tested in clinical trials, but none has proven effective in preventing or slowing down Alzheimer's disease. Resveratrol, a compound found in red grapes as well as supplements, appears to have properties that may help protect the brain. Observational studies have shown that moderate consumption of red wine is associated with a lower incidence of Alzheimer's disease, and animal studies have shown that resveratrol can reduce beta-amyloid deposits in the brain. Resveratrol also appears to affect the biological processes of aging-related diseases, including Alzheimer's and NIA-supported clinical trial will test the effects of resveratrol in people. With Alzheimer's disease, A number of studies suggest that eating certain foods may help keep the brain healthy and that others can be detrimental to cognitive health. A diet that includes lots of fruits, vegetables, and whole grains and is low in fat and added sugar can reduce the risk of many chronic diseases, including heart disease and type 2 diabetes. Researchers are looking at whether a healthy diet also can help preserve cognitive function or reduce the risk of Alzheimer's. Studies have found, for example, that a diet rich in vegetables, especially green leafy vegetables and cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, is associated with a reduced rate of cognitive decline. One epidemiological study reported that people who ate a Mediterranean diet had a 28% lower risk of developing MCI and a 48% lower risk of progressing from MCI to Alzheimer's disease. A Mediterranean diet includes vegetables, legumes, fruits, cereals, fish, olive oil, mild to moderate amounts of alcohol, and low amounts of saturated fats, dairy products, meat, and poultry. While some foods may stave off cognitive decline, other foods such as saturated fats and refined carbohydrates white sugar for example may pose a problem in one study scientists fed rats a western diet high in fats and simple carbohydrates for 90 days the results rats fed this high energy diet performed significantly worse on certain memory tests than rats fed a diet containing one-third the fat notably the rats scored poorly on tests that involve the hippocampus, a part of the brain that plays a major role in learning and memory. Some scientists have focused on DHA, docosahexaenoic acid, an omega-3 fatty acid found in salmon and certain other fish. Studies in mice specially bred to have features of Alzheimer's disease found that DHA reduces beta-amyloid plaques abnormal protein deposits in the brain that are a hallmark of Alzheimer's. Although a clinical trial of DHA showed no impact on people with mild to moderate Alzheimer's disease, it is possible that DHA supplements could be effective if started before cognitive symptoms appear. These findings are of great interest and suggest possible areas for future study. The supports clinical trials to examine the relationship between several dietary components and Alzheimer's disease and cognitive decline. Scientists also use in vitro, test tube, studies and animal studies to learn about disease. the liquid into a test tube these types of studies control specific factors that might influence a research result. This approach allows researchers to be more certain about possible causes of a disease. However, showing a cause and effect relationship in tissue samples or animals does not mean that the relationship will be the same in humans. Randomized clinical trials are the best way to test directly in people the safety, effectiveness, and side effects of a medication or other treatment. In this type of research, Some participants are randomly assigned to receive the intervention being tested, say, medication or exercise, while others receive a placebo, such as an inactive pill or a control intervention. Any differences in outcome between the groups should result from the treatment rather than other differences between the participants. Vascular dementia is often caused by stroke. A stroke damages the brain's vascular system. Upsetting the blood flow to brain cells. Most doctors don't tell eligible people to take aspirin for preventing heart attack and stroke. Learn why, ask your doctor. A majority of middle aged men and women eligible to take aspirin to prevent heart attack and stroke do not recall their doctors ever telling them to do so, according to a University of Rochester study of a national sample of more than 3,000 patients published online by the journal of general internal medicine the finding illustrates a common disconnect between public health guidelines and what occurs in clinical practice the er study is consistent with other research showing that physicians often do not recommend aspirin as prevention therapy to the general population despite established guidelines by the u.s preventative services task force several Reasons might explain the reluctance, such as competing demands and limited time to properly assess a patient's eligibility for aspirin, according to lead author Kevin A. Fisla, MD, MPH, Professor of Family Medicine at the Ear, School of Medicine and Dentistry. Uncertainty about the benefits of aspirin therapy versus potential harms like bleeding in the digestive tract also hinder physicians' decisions. The study said, for the gym study, Fissilis group analyzed data from 3,439 patients included in the 2011 to 2012 National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey. NHANES. None of the patients had cardiovascular disease, but all qualified for aspirin therapy based on their 10-year risk score for factors such as diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity smoking, and use of cholesterol-lowering medications. Of the sample, 87% of men and 16% of women were eligible to take aspirin as a preventive measure. But when they were asked the question, doctors and other health care providers sometimes recommend that you take a low-dose aspirin each day to prevent heart attack, strokes, or cancer. Have you ever been told to do this a low rate of 34% of the men and 42% of the women said yes. Co-author John Bisognano, MD, PhD, director of Outpatient Cardiology Services at her Medicine, said most physicians can agree on approaches to medical care in immediately life-threatening situations, but have less enthusiasm to quickly embrace preventive guidelines. Particularly when they involve wide ranging interventions for a large segment of the population. New studies that present conflicting data or reinterpret older data also complicate the issue and can be confusing for patients, he said. Despite the ESPs guidelines for aspirin being published in 2009, for example, the FDA declined to approve the same recommendations as recently as last spring. Patients often view changes as an illustration that folks in the medical field can truly make up their minds, said by Sognano, professor of medicine. Changes can undermine a practitioner's or a patient's enthusiasm to immediately endorse new guidelines because they wonder if it will change again in three years. But science and medical practice is fluid, he said, and the only way to move the field forward is to continually understand and look for ways to apply the new data and avoid assumptions of the past. The study also noted that using expanded primary care teams of nurses, medical assistants, and health educators may help to reduce the volume of decisions that rest solely with the physician at the office visit. Sharing care can improve agreement between published guidelines, The use of risk models, and actual practice, the study said. Staying cognitively active throughout life via social engagement or intellectual stimulation is associated with a lower risk of Alzheimer's disease. Several observational studies link continued cognitive health with social engagement through work, volunteering, or living with someone. Mentally stimulating activities such as reading books and Magazines, going to lectures, and playing games are also linked to keeping the mind sharp. In a large study of healthy older people, researchers found a relationship between more frequent social activity and better cognitive function. It is not clear whether improved cognition resulted from the social interaction itself or from related factors, such as increased intellectual stimulation that generally accompany social interaction. Other studies are exploring these relationships. Intellectually stimulating activities may also reduce the risk of Alzheimer's, studies show. One large observational study looked at the impact of ordinary activities like listening to the radio, reading newspapers, playing puzzle games, and visiting museums. Investigators Asked more than 700 older nuns, priests, and religious brothers to describe the amount of time they spent doing these activities. After four years, the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease was 47% lower, on average, for those who did the activities most often than for those who did them least frequently. A more recent study shows that people with less education who engaged in activities like reading, Doing crossword puzzles, and writing letters performed as well on memory tests as their better educated peers. Having fewer years of education has been associated with a higher risk of dementia. More research is needed to see if everyday cognitive activities can reduce the risk of cognitive decline in people with less education. Formal cognitive training also seems to have cognitive benefits. In the advanced cognitive training for independent and vital elderly, active, trial, for example, healthy adults 65 and older participated in 10 sessions of memory training, reasoning training, or processing speed training. The sessions improved participants' mental skills in the area in which they were trained. These improvements persisted 10 years after the training was complete. Another approach is testing the impact of formal cognitive training with and without aerobic exercise. For example, a NIA funded clinical trial is investigating the effectiveness of cognitive training alone and combined with aerobic exercise in people with MCI to see if it can prevent or delay Alzheimer's disease. Other trials are underway in healthy older adults to see if exercise and/or cognitive training. For example, a demanding video game, can delay or prevent age-related cognitive decline. Other types of formal cognitive training are being studied in healthy older adults to explore their impact on age-related cognitive decline. Types of training being tested in NIA-funded trials include learning digital photography or quilting and volunteering at local schools. It is already used to help prevent heart attacks and strokes, and now researchers believe the humble aspirin could also hold the key to warding off dementia and cancer. The claim came yesterday at the launch of the largest ever study into the health benefits of the everyday medicine, which has long been thought of as a health booster. A study of 15,000 people aged over 70 Will be the most extensive clinical trial on the use of aspirin to prevent disease in the elderly. Research team leader Professor Mark Nelson, from Hobart's Menzies Research Institute in Tasmania, Australia, said Remember, aspirin is an over the counter medication, you don't need a doctor to prescribe it, you don't need a doctor to tell you you've turned 70. So, this is something that can be done very simply. Very cheaply, if we find that it's an effective strategy. Professor Nelson said the study starts next summer and results are expected in 2018. Millions of people who take the pill to fight heart disease or the risk of a stroke benefit from its effectiveness at thinning the blood and how it helps to prevent clotting. It cuts the danger of further heart attacks or strokes by at least 23%. Research has shown. Regular users have a lower risk of developing Alzheimer's disease, the main form of dementia. Scientists believe its protective effect may be due to its anti-clotting action helping blood flow to the brain. Professor Nelson said, there's a number of reasons why it might. The number one reason would be related to stroke. If you have a stroke you knock out a large area of your brain and therefore your ability to think is affected. There is also the possibility of lots of what are called microinfarcts, which means small areas of brain getting knocked off very slowly. Research has also shown that aspirin may have a role in fighting cancer, particularly gastrointestinal cancers. It is hoped taking the pills could also stave off cancers in the gastrointestinal tract. There's some very good evidence. Around to suggest aspirin may prevent cancers, especially cancers of the gastrointestinal tract. Now that makes sense because you take it orally, so in aspirin, you've got that natural component. In the study in the journal Contemporary Clinical Trials, the team wants to establish whether the benefits of a low dose of aspirin outweigh the risks linked to its use. If you've never had a heart attack or stroke before, what's called primary prevention. We really don't know in an elderly population whether you're more likely to get benefit from taking the aspirin, maybe related to stroke or heart attack, or more likely to be harmed, because aspirin actually can cause an increase in your risk of hemorrhagic stroke, bleeding type strokes and it can also cause bleeding into the stomach. He cautioned about aspirin, which can also lead some people to have a major stroke because of increased blood flow. Alzheimer's Society Research Chief Dr. Doug Brown said we already know that prescribed aspirin has the potential to prevent heart disease and stroke in people at risk of these conditions, and it would be an additional benefit if it could delay the onset of dementia. Consult with your doctor. Dr. Simon Redley of Alzheimer's Research UK said systematic reviews of previous Aspirin trials have so far showed no evidence that the drugs can benefit people with dementia, but the studies done to date have been relatively small. Large-scale controlled trials could provide more conclusive evidence.